last but certainly not least, we have Brewster Kale from the Internet Archive. I've been coming to these for years, and it's just been a fantastic, warm, and welcoming environment in an area that's actually had a lot of transitions over the years. I work at the Internet Archive, and we're probably best uh, known for either archiving the web or having the Grateful Dead. But we have a lot of other, other things as well. And what I'd like to do today is to do less of a pitch of what we've done, but to go and figure out how we should work uh, together uh, going forward. What I'm going to suggest is that we should be building music libraries together, that the Internet Archive can play a role in going and making permanent things that are often, uh, well, not, a, not, not very permanent. I think that there's, as talking with others, I said people really trust that these websites that they're putting their, their works on are going to be around, and, well... <laughs> No. You can just bring up GeoCities or Yahoo Video. There was. Uh, there's Google Video. People say, Google Video? Uh, yeah, there, there, there was Google Video before they bought YouTube, and six million people had put their videos on that, and then they just turned it off. So there's not sort of a permanence to, um, uh, to a lot of this. We've been treading really carefully in the music area because, well, uh, mm, it's litigious out there. And so we're trying to figure out how we can blend in blend in well. We've done some things that have, have worked pretty well. One is, is riffing on the Grateful Dead's tape trading. An intern that was working for the Internet Archive said that people were still doing this. This is you know, 14 years ago now. He said that people are, are still doing tape trading. And I said, oh, I remember that. I had my cassettes and I, I knew exactly the provenance of you know, who, you know, how far away it was from the master and the whole shebang. He said, yeah, it, it moved to the Internet. Um, but it's really clunky because they don't believe in compression. They just want uh, these, these lossless files. Um, and <clears throat> whenever they go and put one of these things up on their university server uh, and then broadcast to the other tapers, um, it will melt the network and the uh, system administrator comes rushing over and shuts it down. Um, and so they're sort of popping up and popping down. And so I said, well, why don't you write to that community and offer unlimited storage, unlimited bandwidth forever for free? So he did. And the, the E-Tree guys, the tape traders, came back and said, we don't believe you. Uh, it's too big. There's just too much of it. it. You couldn't possibly do that. But if you could, it would be our dream. I said, it's always a good sign when somebody would be our dream. So he said, okay, why don't we try? We're nonprofit. We can sort of live within the, the sort of nobody-makes-any-money world. But it's different to go and post on a website than it is to tape trade. So let's get somebody from the bands to say it's okay. Um, and the these fans started to recruit folks to say it would be okay to post on, on the Internet Archive. And it's been going about between one and three bands a day over these, over these years. And it's go, uh, gotten to around 40 or 50 concerts a day are uploaded. And now we've got over 6,000 bands and 100, uh, 130,000 concerts. So that's really cool. It's actually been a, a major success for the Internet Archive to work with a community that wasn't us getting stuff. It was basically there putting it on it. And... Um, we have now over 9,000 concert recordings of what the Grateful Dead has done. And so this has been a real success for the Internet Archive. And have you guys actually used any of this? Is this? Yay! So we, we've also archived other things. Um, we've brought back the Internet Underground Music Archive. That's, uh, that, that, was, that was before MP3 was 
a, a format that uh, was, was standardized. So it's AIA, mostly an AIFF, which is the bad old days. Um, but a lot of people had put their wonderful stuff on, on Internet Underground Music Archive. And, um, well, it all went away in a series of acquisitions or whatever, but some fans went and kept it. So we, we brought it all back, and we were worried. You know, it's like, are people going to be mad? And the answer was no. People were thrilled to see their stuff um, uh, back up. So they're now 43,000 43, albums up. Uh, there's a thing called net labels. Uh, there still is. It's a, um, it's a tradition of, of labels that are, are MP3 uh, or, or internet distribution. Um, uh, but they had trouble because they couldn't pay for the hosting fees. So they've used the internet archive as the hosting base. And this has sort of trained us a little bit on how to deal with communities uh, better. And we'd really like to go and extend ourselves a lot more in that direction. We need help. Um, the Internet Archive is good at storing stuff and serving. We serve uh, about 2 million users a day. We're about the 200th most popular website. We archive maybe about 12 uh, terabytes of data a day, and we have about 19 petabytes of data on spinning disk, which is awesome. Um, but it's still a big back-end system, and we're trying to get better at supporting communities. Uh, we're starting to reach out to uh, labels, and we've got all of two, which is, uh, you know, it's a start, two. Um, Musica Omnia and Other Minds Records, people that we've well worked with before, David Fox and um, Charles Americarian. And we'd like to have lots and lots of labels to help us figure out how to archive commercial music. So things that were distributed on CD, on LP, 78s, or on Bandcamp, um, or, or uh, Forpay, on other, on other services. And we're trying to figure out how to do this well. So we're engaging um, folks within the commercial realm to see how do, we, how do we do this. We're also starting to work with archives. This is a complete wacko in New York named Bob George. He runs the, the Archive of Contemporary Music. If you haven't been there, go. It's below Canal Street. And he's been for... 29 years. He, he was the producer of, of uh, Laurie Anderson's um, uh, first record, um, Oh Superman, with, with Walk the Dog, which was actually my favorite on the, um, uh, back then. And he took that money and he started building this archive. And, and uh, we're starting to digitize uh, the CDs in it. And then we'll uh, move on to the LPs. We're starting to get um, donations. This is a donation of 78 RPM records from um, the Batavia um, um, Public Library. And last week we just got an LP donation of, of we think, about 50,000 LPs uh, from a collector in Carmel um, of basically, well, well, LPs, lots and lots of them. Um, and we're starting to get volunteer structures going and trying to get the technology to work a lot better to do really good digitization of CDs. You'd say, aren't they already digital? But actually doing a, a bit accurate transfer is hard and doing all of the artwork and metadata is actually kind of hard but we've gotten it down to around 15 minutes of sort of per CD to do one really really well um, we'd like to go and hire folks to go and help make that process even easier so we can go and work with communities on out. Um, downstairs this is awesome flatbed uh, scanner that, that looks kind of like a cartoon it's just too big um, because it, oh, we want to be able to do gatefolds um, uh, straight on at 600 dot per inch. Um, so the idea is to go and archive these things and then make them as available as we think we can and, and within the realm that people wouldn't be mad at us. Um, this is a, a Daniel Ellis from Columbia University and um, he is one of a community of about 300 computer science researchers that run programs on top of 
music. And they basically uh, run it over to go and do sometimes just fingerprinting and that type of thing, but also to find beats per minute, but also rhythms to be able to tell mambas from tangos, which is kind of cool, um, uh, what the instruments that are being played, what the key structures, all of that kind of thing. What they say their biggest issue is getting access to a critical mass, a comprehensive collection of commercial music that's well tagged. And so we're, we're now working with them, and we're starting to uh, run an audio fingerprinter to be able to try to make like a Shazam in the open, um, but also with these guys in Barcelona that are doing these rhythm structures and the like. So we're just getting going on running this on our collections, and we're trying to build the collections so these guys can do awesome new services uh, that are beyond Shazam and Pandora. What is it that, how can we get it so that people are going to listen to things that they didn't listen to in their 20s? How can we go and have them explore all of the different wide range of music and help them uh, uh, find their way around? I don't know the answers, but I think that these guys can help at least in providing metadata that can then be pumped into uh, commercial services. Another thing that we're doing is actually making a listening room, like a real physical place um, in San Francisco, and there's going to be another one in New York, maybe in other places, that if you schlog your bones into the library, you can hear the whole thing. So we're going to have these archived of all these CDs and LPs um, and internet era releases, but the idea of putting them all just back out on the internet doesn't, you know, work. Right? But at least if you're in a listening room or if you're a researcher, you can have access to this. We'd like to make a metadata-rich website that um, allows people to find and discover stuff, find where they can get it on YouTube or Spotify or Amazon or any of the number of services here to link things in. Uh, maybe get 30 seconds, um, which is kind of an unsatisfying experience, but at least there's some precedent in, in, uh, in, in folks doing that. And try to make it so that there's an IMDB of music. So there's a place to go and, and reinforce this. And so this is our, our, our goal, and this is what we're kind of kicking off. Uh, we've got large collections already. We've got 600 terabytes of, uh, of music. We've got a lot of people coming to our site um, to, to, uh, to explore this stuff. Um, but we need your help. Um, and it's by ideas of how you might go and use Metadata that might be um, uh, discerned by having an enormous collection. Maybe you're a label and would like to help put things in. Um, uh, I think it would be great if on Bandcamp there would be a checkbox for uh, people to say, I want to archive my stuff permanently with the Internet Archive. Or if there are other music services where the Internet Archive could be a back end. We've got an S3 like interface for going and plunking things into the Internet Archive so it's really easy. But trying to figure this out, and we figured that this was the right place, the right session. Um, uh, David Fox is here. Um, he's been pulling together an advisory group. He uh, is, uh, started a bunch of internet companies here in San Francisco, but also as a record label uh, guy, Music Omnia. And um, so we're here. There's a, there's a little pod downstairs where we got that flatbed scanner. We're digitizing the same LP over and over again. Um, but uh, if you'd like to participate... Would love to any which way. Music is worth it. Let's make it permanent. It's getting more and more ephemeral. Um, thank you. Thanks, Brewster. Definitely go check out the Internet Archive booth downstairs. We're ending about 10 minutes early. 
So we're on a coffee break. You can mingle to chat. The next session in here is going to be what's next in music tech with an awesome lineup. So stick around for that.